The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, right across from me is the one, the only, the still sick and came into the studio so she can give me her fucking disease. I am not contagious, asswipe. Sir, I'm going to need you to calm down. Okay. You know what? I have no energy to fight right now. Not even a chick fight. So, Tammy, the cough, cough, Ebola carrying, swine flu, Underwood. Hi, everybody. I like how you like give me diseases that are common to animals. That's the first one that came to my mind. And get closer to your fucking mic. I'm right here in my mic, ass. Jesus Christ. I'm afraid of turning you up because then you start talking loud and it blows the fucking dynamics out. Whatever. God damn it. Putting on plastic, my lips are dry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Roll with that. You have to have lips for them to be dry. I'm just saying. They're just, they're flaky. They're ashy. Do you have no, ashy lips? they like flaky a little bit. Girl, that happened to me all the time. I get, my lips get all ashy. Well, you know, when you suck as much dick as you do, it's going to happen. Hey, what can I say, man? I'm a, I'm, pro, I'm a pro. I'm a pro. I believe in being very professional. I guess so. All right, you ready for this one here? So, you remember a couple of episodes back, I said, I made a joke, I said, you never hear of an Ira that's a killer. Oh, that's when we did Sheila. Yeah. I I can't remember. Collins. Yeah. From 1968. Because Ira's, you know, if if you hear an Ira doing a a, a crime, it's usually like, and then he embezzled money from the company. White collar crime. Yeah, it's a white collar crime, right? Fuck me sideways. Tax evasion. Fuck me sideways. Actually, my new my, my new thing. Fuck me blind and move the furniture. <laughs> Brian Engel was the first one who sent this to me, and then Cheryl sent this to me uh, like a day later. Oh yeah. Fucking Brian, needle in the haystack man, <laughs> sends me over one. Ira Einhorn, aka, get ready for this. Ready? Yeah. The unicorn killer. You know what? He is on our list because I know the unicorn killer moniker. I just don't pay attention to names when they have monikers. But but I only found one victim. Oh, well. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but Maybe that's... you didn't look hard enough. It was so hard when I was looking. Yeah, You're no? You're so disgusting. Maybe? Okay. I told you, I, I can't take enough showers in a day for your disgustingness. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm going to explain to everybody what the, uh, what the, uh, how we got the unicorn killer. But let's, let's get this I one know, going. I know, because I know German. That's because your great uncle was Hitler. He couldn't have been my great uncle. Maybe my great great uncle. And that's why you don't like Jews. I have no problem with Jewish people. You do too. You are so racist. Oh, excuse me, pot kettle. <laughs> Not me. I embrace everybody's nationality and culture. Not you. You are such a pot of lies right now. Oh, that hurts my feelers. Yeah. A vat of lies. <laughs> Oh, side note real quick. I get uh, to babysit my nephews on Monday. Dude, no way. Yep. Oh, fuck. I wish I didn't have a long day. I'd actually come over to your house to hang out with Yugi. Well, I'll be at my brother's, but yeah. No, oh, I'd come over there to hang out with him. He's fucking, I love that kid, I man. I know. He's awesome. So. <laughs> uh, that was just, it ran through my head, so I had to say it. I promised a couple of people a couple of things. Number one, my buddy Glenn got a uh, colonoscopy, and I asked him how his back door was doing, and he's in his late 50s, and he, this guy brought up to me. Us guys are supposed to be getting colonoscopies at like 45 now. Yeah. So my 45th birthday passed. 
Nothing. Nothing. I'm 50 now. Nothing. Nothing. And you want to know? You want to know what's going to happen when I'm 60? Yep. Fucking nothing. <laughs> but Scott, they put you out, and you don't they feel do. anything. It's the simple thought of them putting the Hubble telescope. It's not that bad. Up my pooper. Mom says she didn't even remember it. Oh, she remembered she's it. She's had a couple of them. I know. She likes it I that hate way, though. You. <laughs> I fucking hate you. She remembers some of them. <laughs> no. Anyways. Oh, my fucking God. So many jokes, so little time. Right. So let's talk about Ira Einhorn, a.k.a. the Unicorn Killer. Brian, this one's for you, amigo. The 1960s was the start of what we uh, call the hippie movement. Hippie, hippie Oh, show. yeah. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, it was the start. Uh, yeah, flower power, free love. Yeah, saving the trees and save yeah. the environment, make love, not war, and free love, which I'm all for free love, by the way. Hey, man. Hey man, hey, dude, you lost a shoe. No man, I found one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, here we go. We're Love the hippies. I do, man. You, you never see the hippies necessarily. Like, yeah, starting con- fights or right. They're, getting they're, crossed, they're, they're like yeah. fucking getting stoned and going. Dude, I know. Have you ever it. seen a stoner like really start a fight? <laughs> I have never been in a fight when I've been stoned. Okay. Like ever, me neither. That's the last damn thing. That's why it used to crack me up on the on the uh, commercials. Uh, marijuana kills. Then you hear you see a guy walk out on a stage going, "My name's Dave, and I smoked pot one time, and then I killed my neighbors." No, you didn't, Dave. <laughs> no, no. I sat gar- there and played video games. <laughs> I guarantee you, guarantee you. With Unless 100%. that was laced with PCP, you just played video games yeah. and ate everything in your refrigerator. Yeah, you know, and, and since that was this time before, like, you know, Uber Eats and shit, you're calling your friends yeah. going, dude, dude, I'm way too stoned to get any food, but like, can you totally bring me two pizzas <laughs> and wa- lots of water? I need water. My See, my thing was frozen Snicker bars. Oh, those are bomb. Oh, my God. Pizza. Pizza rolls and pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I have to put my cigarette out. But anyways, 1960s, free love. <laughs> right. I'm all for free love. It's where the term counterculture... Because you're really... tired of paying for it. <laughs> I've been married five times. Trust me, when you've been married, you pay for sex. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I know. That retardation comes through. <laughs> it's where the term counterculture originally began, actually. Mm-hmm. The term itself means to go against what our culture here in the USA finds acceptable. Yep. And I, for one, am a fan of everyone loving each other, as I said. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't just necessarily mean, by the way, sexually. All right. Okay? We do need to be more respectful of each other and, and show love and compassion to each other. Right. You know, uh, honestly, the world would be a lot better place. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some pricks out there. and Just ignore them. But fucking lead your life with love and respect, you assholes. Yeah. You know who I'm talking to out there? No. Yeah, you. In the beanbag chair. You're looking Cheeto. right at your fucking Brush phone. Brush that Cheeto dust off. You're looking at your phone right now, fucker, going, how the hell did he know that? Because <laughs> I know you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I got your name, too. And you, too, Michael. You, too. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Can't hide from me, asshole. So, anywho, not everyone who shouts and preaches love, however, really means it. And we all know that as a fact oh, that's to true. Day. That is true. I find, I find that a lot of the time, uh, it's kind of conditional. 
you know? Oh, yeah. And even when people say things like, I love you unconditionally, most of the time, that's bullshit. Yeah. Most. Okay. Yeah. It would be more honest if we all said, I love everyone when or if. That is the case here that we're featuring today, by the way. Submitted uh, for your listening pleasure or displeasure. I don't care either one. Listen anyway. I present to you Ira Einhorn, a.k.a. the Unicorn Killer. So Ira got, bum, 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 bum. Ira got his name the Unicorn Killer because the word unicorn in German is Einhorn. Einhorn, yep. Yeah, I knew that as soon as I saw it. I was like, Oh, that kind of makes sense to how we got yeah. that. Did I you know. correct something? That's one horn. I haven't touched. I'm not even in there. Because my fucking screen just flashed. Or I'm having a stroke. God, Mine it. flashes occasionally, too. So Damn. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not even in your presentation file. And he was nothing to get excited over his moniker, by the way. I People know. Hear it's something not like, like he killed somebody with a horn or anything. Which would have been badass. I, I got to admit, Dude, if he made if he a like unicorn. tied a, a horn to his head and like rammed him, that would that would have been freaking awesome. Or, or put a strap on on his head. There's and that too. With that, beat him with a with a fake pecker. That would be badass. I would, David I, Parker Ray. Oh my god, yes. I have a different kind of toy box That's for right. you. Wait a minute, I'm a guy. I don't even like but but <laughs> it fucks him to death. That would be um. Oh if god. I had, if you're a serial killer and you're looking for a unique way to do it, Scott's available. <laughs> what the hell's wrong Scott with you? Scott wants to be your first victim. I so fucking hate you. I can't help it. So, Ira Samuel Einhorn was born on May 15th, 1940 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to a nice Jewish family. Shalom. They were a middle class family. I didn't find anything really remarkable about the family, by the way. Ira went to the University of PA. And when I say remarkable, I mean like that. It wasn't like, and his father beat him with a menorah or anything like that. Or uh, he stole his Jew cap. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yarmulke. Yarmulke. Yeah, his Jew hat. <laughs> and no, nothing like that. I mean, it, it, you would think that if something like that happened, then, you know, Ira would have definitely been. It's not my fault because, you know, he took that star of David and cramped up my pooper. It was nothing like that. It's just a normal middle-class family, man. They just went to work every day in Temple or whatever, and they went shalom and, you know, and shalom. Hanukkah. Yep. So he goes off to the University of PA, right? And he, and he got a degree in English and then went back to uh, do his graduate work to get his master's in English in 1963. He became active in the anti-establishment, anti-war, as well as the ecological groups in the 60s while he was in college. Yeah, because they were predominant on college campuses. Right, right. And, and you see that throughout college campuses today. Oh, yeah. Is that there's... Yeah, every time there's a movement, the college campuses have protests. Right. It's I call it yeah. the, the college movements. And, yeah. and here's how it goes. Like, back in the 60s, it was you know, the, the big movement was free love and, and protect the environment, which I think we should pr- right. be protecting the environment. Right, and end the, the war. Yeah, and, and you know, make love, not war, and end the wars, and da-da-da-da. And you yeah. can't, you know, all this bullshit. And then today, it's the woke movement. Oh, definitely the woke movement. <laughs> Which, if you're part of the woke movement, quite honestly, kiss Dude. my ass. Just right Dude. on the brown eye. It's stupid. Some people are so woke that they're asleep. <laughs> I'm facts. not. That is not a lie. No, well, that's facts. You know, their eyes are shut to everything. Now that I was bitching, I can't fucking. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he was also, though, something really good about him. He was the first speaker at the first 
Earth Day oh. uh, celebration in Pennsylvania in 1970. That was the first Earth Day celebration in 70? Yeah, 1970. And that's like March something, isn't it? I fucking have no idea. I can't remember. I celebrate Scott Day. I used to know Earth Day. He was outspoken and was really a hippie guru for many people at the time. He claimed to be one of the people that helped launch the first Earth Day. Actually, launched the first Earth Day, right? Right. But right. that has not been proven to be true. Like there was nothing to There's establish nothing that. There's nothing to corroborate. Right. That None statement. of the officials said no. That was him. Yeah, he did that. Nothing like that. They're like, um, I don't remember him there. Maybe not so much you. Yeah, because that's a pretty unique name. People would know that. Yeah. See, if your name is Ira, Ira, yeah, that's it. Or even Einhorn. Yeah. My name is Ira Einhorn. Shalom. My name is One Horn. <laughs> that's what I call myself when I draw my pants. Just one. <laughs> I'm not a mutant. I just got the One Horn. Oh, so God. Ira was an English teacher at Temple University during 1964 and the 1965 school year. But okay. Temple University decided not to have him back after that. Wow, so they didn't tenure him? No, they're like, um, you did one year, and here's why. We don't want you back. It was said that he used LSD, smoked a lot of weed, and preached about the joys and dangers of using these drugs. Now, I will preach about the joys of smoking weed, okay? Okay, so why would you do them and then preach about the joys and dangers of them? As a teacher, yeah. Yeah. As a teacher. That's like a double standard. Now, pot doesn't work for everybody, but no, for but those still. of us that it does, I, I, like, I like a little smoky smoke every once in a while. Dude, I would like a little smoky smoke a lot of the while, but I don't. LSD, however, no, this is why so I prefer much. shrooms over LSD, is I always make the joke there's a fine line between, dude, this is an awesome trip, this is Fabulous and ah, dragons are eating off my face. Yeah. I make that joke because that's happened to me. Yeah, I was gonna say the last trip I had was way back when, before I even like when I was 18, and I was walking down the street because my friend had to get me out of the house because the walls were melting. Oh, yeah, and the gnomes on the corner were chasing me. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've had some bad. Never... That's the last time I ever did it, and I've never had a bad trip, trip on shrimps to be honest. Um, I've had people they tell taste me, bad, though. oh, yeah, and you're gonna throw up. But I, and I've had people say, dude, I had a bad trip on shrooms. Okay, well, maybe you did. But I never have. I have had bad trips on acid. Yeah. Bad, bad trips. Yeah. So his hate for the academic world was also something that he let his students know about. He was also a resident fellow at Harvard Institute of Politics for the semester of 1978, as a side note. But that didn't last long either. And here's How they kicked him out? Here's what I can't figure out, right? How can you be anti-establishment and, and a college be, yeah. professor at the same time? Yeah. That makes no sense, right? Yeah, that's another double standard. Yeah, because you're basically teaching to resist the establishment but while you're serving the establishment. While serving the establishment. Yeah. That's like saying, I hate eggs and eating hard-boiled eggs. It makes no fucking yeah. sense, right? I hate eggs. Can you scramble me some? Uh, I'll take two over medium. <laughs> so now that, now that we got his backstory out of the way... Let's get into the murder and the strange aftermath of his crime. Because it is I... truly strange, like everything okay. that breaks down on this. So, uh, number one, I think this chick's name is really hot. You okay. think every chick's name is hot? This one here, I love a girl named Holly. I've dated a few. They're, they're oh, yeah. Holly Maddox was a graduate of Brian Mauer. I think it's Mauer, M-A-W-R. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm I think sorry. it is. College. And for five years, she and I were dated each other. 
1977, Holly dumped Ira and moved back to New York to be with another guy. There's uh, nothing strange about that, right? Nothing unusual. Yeah. It happens. People break up. Yeah. People get together. You know, you you find, you know, you're you're with one person and like you know, you say, "Hey man, I'm just I'm not digging this anymore." There and there could be a multitude of problems. Maybe he was like too much like he woke up every morning and ate fucking tofu and said, "Oh, I have to go hug a tree." You don't know. We don't know. Right. And Holly ain't telling us cuz she's dead. Oh, well, there is that. On September 9th of 77, she went back to get some of her stuff from the place that she and Iris shared in Philadelphia. Reports say that Ira had threatened to throw her shit out into the street if she didn't come and get it. I've so threatened that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done that. <laughs> so she's like, I don't want my shit in the street. You streets. probably had it done to you. <laughs> no, surprisingly not. No? That's a shocker. Because usually I'm the one who's in charge of like the house. Like, I either oh, own yeah, it the control or, freak. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I either own the home or I'm leasing it, that type of a thing. So they can't say, I'm kicking you out. No, you're not, bitch. Look at that fucking agreement. That's me. Yeah. I'm the owner. So go, you know, go lick my hole. Lick my wall. <laughs> no, lick my hole. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I drinking coffee. I should have made coffee. a cup of tea. Oh, well. I got a shit ton of it, so I pick know. your flavor. <coughs> Anywho's, <coughs> sorry. After she got there, she wasn't ever seen again. Okay? okay. So I was, I, I was questioned by the cops and claimed that he had no idea where she went off to. Like, I don't know. Which is, uh, that, that's actually a smart move. I mean, right. not like some of our killers where the co- cops come and say, hey, we think that you're killing people. Or better get uh, hey, there's like a problem with the plumbing. And uh, the bad smell, yeah, because I'm stuffing people's body parts down in my toilet. Right. That was, uh, we've done two of them, I think, that have done that when they first show up. But I can't remember who the fuck they are. So, he claimed that she had gone to the store to get a few food items and then never came back. That must have been some good roast beef. Man, it's like that pack of cigarettes. (laughs) That I, some people's dads have never found because they've never come back home. That happened to my friend Jerome. <laughs> Shut up. Went to get milk and cigarettes and never came home. Yep. The the vortex of the supermarket. It's, it's like, where did they go? <laughs> Got swallowed by the supermarket. Now he's working in an Ikea. Yeah. So it wasn't until about 18 months later when the neighbors began to complain about a smell coming from Ira's apartment that the cops were called in and they found the body of Holly. Wow. That makes sense, right? So he right? kept her. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you got to keep him close. You got to yeah. keep him close. Yeah. Well, he had stuffed her into a trunk, and she was, of course, there. It's a couple months later. She's decomposing. Well, of course. And from what I read, when Ira was arrested and informed that they had found Holly, uh, Ira said, quote, you found what you found. And Ira's attorney, Alan Spector, got Ira's bill set at 40000 Forty thousand U.S. bucks for murder. For murder, that's a wow. good fucking attorney, man. I want. If, I want him on my team. I want him on my staff. Fuck yes, dude. Because that means that I can rape, murder, and pillage. And your bill is set at two dollars and fifty cents, <laughs> sir. I'm out of here. Twelve ninety five. Twelve ninety five for for about five fifty. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So he must have been a good attorney. Because I have, ne- like I said, never heard of that uh, anybody being released on bail for freaking murder when they hand up the body. This is a suspicion of murder, by the way. The body is in your apartment. Yeah. They got you 
get right. And you get, I've never heard of a bail on a murder charge, ever. Right, never. Not even back in the day, ever. Yeah, because they go, dude, you're a murderer. You're going to skip town. So Or kill again. Yeah, or kill again with your unicorn. (laughs) Anyway. My little pony. I read his followers, and to his luck, one was a wealthy socialite named Barbara Bonfman. I always fuck this name up. B-O-N-F-M-A-N. From Montreal, Canada. Isn't that Boffman? Is it Boffman? B-O-F-M-A-N? B-O-N-F. Oh, Okay, I bon- didn't hear the end. Bonfman? 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 Yeah, that's a hard one for me to it's, say. Yeah, because it's a hard to I wrap your it. mind around. Because yeah, I practice it and I just can do it. Anyway, she's a wealthy uh, socialite and she's from Montreal, Canada, right? So she posts his bail and helped him skip out of the country into France. Ooh la la. She even paid for him to live there uh, so that he would not have to go to prison oh. or be jailed. Or face the death penalty, anything like that. Wow. Now, why France, you might ask? They have I'm no extradition. Uh huh. France has a law that, much like Canada, that they will not extradite yep. anyone who faces the death exactly. penalty. Exactly. Because they don't have a death penalty over there. Yep. So, side note, he skipped town in 1981, just a few days before his murder trial was set to begin. So, like, he waited to the last minute and said, okay, adios, pichachos, I'm gone. Right, right. So he lived in Europe for 17 years, married a woman named Annika Flondon, and then back in PA. <laughs> you just went right over that name, didn't I you? did. <laughs> because if not, if I. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow, you just, you said it with a straight face. Because if I think about that name, <laughs> we're going to have four episodes of me just making fun. Annika Flondon? Yep. <laughs> Oh, Annika, <laughs> I'd change your last name. No, keep it and come here. He can flaunt at me anytime. <laughs> Anywho, back in PA, the courts are uh, convicted Ira in absentia, which means he's right. not there. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, I have to tell people that because what's absentia mean? And gave him life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. okay. So no death penalty, right? So no death penalty. So even though Ira didn't get the death penalty... His defense attorneys argued that he would face the death penalty if he were returned to the United States. Not if he's already been charged and sentenced. They yeah, can't do that. Never underestimate the power of human stupidity, okay? I was going to say, <laughs> once the, the sentence is handed down, it's down. So France is like many other countries, and they abolish the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, I'm sorry. I misread some. Huh? Usually, it, and, most and they, of it was right after World War II, but yeah. Right. And they don't extradite defendants uh, to jurisdictions that retain the death penalty right. without assurance that it, it is off the table. But right. he had already been convicted in absentia. Right. right. So Pennsylvania authorities pointed out that when the murder occurred, the state did not practice the death penalty. Oh, and so... there you go. And so Einhorn could Loophole. not be executed because the state right. and federal constitutions forbid ex post facto laws, yeah. which means that you cannot like if uh, what, what that means, boys and girls, is let's say that right here in Vancouver, um, the death penalty is off the table. We don't practice the death penalty. OK. And and I kill somebody today. Right. OK. And then Tomorrow. next year, <laughs> next year, they say, right. you know what? We practice the death penalty. Well, I committed murders at a time where. Um, yeah. Hypothetically, I'm not killing anybody right now. 
um, yesterday was a different day, uh, where they didn't practice the death penalty. So they can't say right. there's a possibility of the death penalty on the table because the murders happened Right, at a time. even if you didn't get arrested until the death penalty was back on the table, they right. cannot retro that. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Einhorn's next strategy involved French law uh, and the European Court of Human Rights. Okay. Which required a new trial if the defendant was tried in absentia and unable to present his defense. So on this basis, the Court of Appeals of Bordeaux rejected the extradition request. Oh, because, yeah. He can get another trial. So I guess it's about, about good old Ira, man. The dude's a prick, okay? Yeah, it's but. A, it's a dick move. You know, he's, you know who he's reminded me of? All the loopholes. Cheetah Ing. Cheetah Ing. Good old Cheetah. And he's the only one I've seen or heard so far that has ever been extradited back with a death penalty on the table. Right, from Canada. Yep. I think this is with Cheetah. I think they were just wanting to get rid of him. They were tired of his bullshit. His They're bullshit. like, look, yeah. we don't care if you set this motherfucker on fire at the border. <laughs> That's right. You get know what? Him Here's the, the gasoline. Here. You need a match. <laughs> they call it Petro. Here's the Petro. Petro. We will help you fucking do it. Just do yeah. it on your side because we're just tired of this guy's bullshit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he was just like, nah. But yeah, I mean, with all the loopholes, that's what it's like. It's like he's finding all the legal loopholes. So check this out. This case was so popular throughout even uh, all political parties, right? Right. Following the court's decision in France, 35 members of Congress sent a letter to the French president, Jacques Chirac. Jacques Chirac. Jacques Chirac. Uh-huh, to ask for Einhorn's extradition. However, under France's doctrine of separation of powers, which was invoked in this case, by the way, the president cannot give orders to the court and does not intervene in extradition affairs. So it was all hmm. for naught. They're like, please send this dickhead back. And old Jacques is like, I have to uh, decline that. Uh, we cannot do that. We are going oui, to oui. We, we, we are going to uh, eat some breeches and uh, drink some wine. <laughs> As you twiddle your mustache. <laughs> that's right. I am twiddling my good tea right With now. With the long filtered cigarettes. <laughs> that's right. I have my cigarette right here. And I am looking at you going, fit the Americans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I just killed our fucking French market. I'm just yeah, letting you know that. It's all I good. Fuck that one up, huh? So Probably, you messed up all of them, so what difference does it make? I'm getting arrested no matter where I go. Like, yeah. if I leave Washington and Oregon, I'm getting arrested for something in some state. Well, and I still think that our, because you know we have like that small listenership in North Korea, which is a shocker. Yeah, no. I still think it's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> if I go there, he's just looking to assassinate me as soon as I get <laughs> off the fucking plane. He's well, like, kill him. Well, because it's a shocker that we're even in South Korea because of our explicit content. So. so, therefore, in 1998, to secure Einhorn's extradition, the Pennsylvania legislator passed a bill nicknamed the Einhorn Law, allowing defendants convicted in absentia to request another trial. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's how that came about, just so that they can get Ira back on home turf. All right. Because uh, think about it, man, there's, there's not dick you can do to him. If right. he's in another fucking country. It true. doesn't matter if it's true. France or South America or bumfuck Egypt. That is true. Because everybody's got their own laws. Yep. You know, so you can't tell Fran France, for example, hey, you need to put this dude into your prison system. Because, number one, they're going to have to pay for it. 
Right. And nobody wants to pay for an extra fucking prisoner. You got right. your own goddamn problems. And two, it's not your problem. No yeah. crime was committed there. Exactly. Exactly. Well, see, and that's why Japan didn't... Uh, keep she uh ishi sagawa yes in prison because he didn't commit a crime there yeah you know they ex- they got his dad paid for him to come back and he was released yeah ishi sagawa by the way was the one who the, uh yeah cannibalized his, his student friend. yeah his a fellow student in france yeah it was disgusting she was beautiful and delicious and yeah he said she tasted like sushi so there you go mm. I have met many a girl like that, and I always tell them, wash that nasty thing. <laughs> That's not sushi, though. That is not nasty. Because if fish smells like fish, it's bad fish. That is gas station sushi is what that, that is. is. Well, look, disgusting. man, I'm pretty sure I saw that at the Texco. That's you might want to wash that. <laughs> That's tapeworm waiting to happen. You yeah. might want to go to the doctor and wash that fucking thing out. Yeah, no. So even with that, there was even more delay tactics. Wow. I know one's attorneys criticized the bill as unconstitutional and tried to get France's courts to once again deny the extradition. How the... would that be unconstitutional? I don't know. I'm not a fucking attorney. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but it's a, it's a delay tactic is all it is. Yeah, it is. It's like, another... You have to ask yourself this, okay? Why did Charles Cheetah Ng oh. do all the shit they did? It was yeah, all delay. It was all a delay tactic, yes. It's all delay, 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 all delay. All of it was delayed. And that's exactly what his attorneys did. They're basically, his attorneys are doing their job. Yeah. Which, I respect them doing their job working that hard. Kind of fucked up, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, um, they tried to get the the uh, the French courts to again, like I said, deny extradition on the grounds that the law would be inapplicable. Wow. However, the French courts ruled uh, itself unable to evaluate the constitutionality of a foreign law. Wow. Which makes sense because we can't rule on French law and we don't want to because they have a different dynamic. Right. And America has a different dynamic than well, the French. Right. In in France, when you go to court, not only do you, if you're the defendant, not only do you, like a criminal court, not only do you have the prosecutor after you, but you have the attorneys for the families of your victims. I know. It's wonderful. Yeah. And it's like, so you're like bombarded. They do that in England, too, don't they? Then, then, I don't know if they do that. In I know they do it in France, and I think they do it in Italy. I think that the victims of the doctors we did yeah. there, Shipman and... Uh, yeah, uh, Harold Shipman and Colin Norris. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think that the families were there saying, you know, hey, man, this cocksucker right. killed my fucking family member. So another point that pissed off, the that seems to have pissed off the French government, by the way, with the United States, was that the court let Einhorn go while he was under police supervision. No, so the French are the French are sitting there, and this is the one time that I can agree with the French that they're looking like at you us. You lost con- him once already, bitch! You're like motherfucker, you had him dead to rights. Yeah, and you lost him. You let him out of jail. Yeah, on a murder charge. on a murder charge where you have the body. You have the body yeah. in his apartment, in his trunk. You yeah. have everything. And you said, well, what's the worst that can happen? Go on right. free there, unicorn. I know, right? <laughs> the French laws put restrictions on, rem- on remanded persons while or- who are-, are waiting trial. Okay? Okay. Einhorn then became the focus of intense surveillance 
by the French police. Like, we, wow. Jacques, we must, we, we need to watch this, this Einhorn, this unicorn, man. Ha, 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 ha. Wow. So the matter went before the prime minister, Lionel Jospin. The French have a law that states that extraditions, after having been approved by the courts, must be ordered by the executive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The French Green Party stated that Einhorn should not be extradited until it was certain that the Einhorn law could not be reversed. So they're on board, but they wanted assurance that, hey, man, that you, yeah. you, no takesy backsies. Yeah, no takesy backsies. No takesy backsies. Like, you're not going to kill him, nothing like that, okay? Right. Jospin rejected the claims and issued an extradition decree anyway. He's like, you know what? Get him the yeah. fuck out of here because this has become way more this of a problem. This has become our problem when it's their problem. Yeah, it's a, this is yeah. a U.S. problem. It's not a French problem. Get your problem the fuck out of here. See, and I'm always famous for saying, why you got to make your problems my problems? <laughs> so Einhorn then uh, litigated against the decree before the... I'm going to fuck this up because I don't speak French. Council d'Etat. Council d'Etat. I got to learn to speak French now. You do. me. Which ruled against him, uh, and the council declined to review the constitutionality of a foreign law. Okay. So they too said, "No, we don't. Well, we not, it's not up to us. Yes, it's not up to us. We don't even know where to begin with this, you pole smoker. Get the fuck out of here." So he then attempted to slit his own throat to avoid going to prison, and eventually litigated his case before the European Court of Human Rights. Wow. Which also ruled against him on July 20th of 2001. Wow. And Einhorn was finally extradited. By this time here, I could just imagine that all of France is just pissed off. Like escorting him to the airport. Yeah, they're sitting there going, God. Look, Make sure look he gets on that plane. Get him on the plane. Number one, they let him go in the first place. Number two, this guy's a prick, and he's tying up our court system. Yeah. We, we got French problems, man. We got French problems. Right. We don't have Shit. American problems, but now we have an American problem. We got people problem. dipping their bread and their wine. We got to deal with other shit. Yeah. <laughs> we have to make the wine and the champagne. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. fancy cigarettes. That's like, and, no, dude. And, you know, this is one, one of those times where when France makes fun of us, I agree. Like, I, 100%. You know what? Yeah. We deserve it when this shit happens. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, the Canadians deserve to make fun of us with cheating. So there you go. That's true, man. When France, looks at, us, when France looks at us in a case like this, it goes, stupid Americans. <laughs> like, I, I will look at them and go, you know what? You are right. <laughs> you are 100% like right that's on spot there. <laughs> fucking on right there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, we already make fun of the French and the Canadians. So <laughs> when they get one shot in every hundred years, let them have it. <laughs> Oh my God! So I'm gonna. Mine's really short. I've only yeah. got one paragraph left because, like I said, I didn't want to go into just a bunch of trivial bullshit. Yeah, most of going what I read into was, how his law, the laws read. Yeah, yeah, because everything that I read, and I went through several. Fest. I went through several sites, and most of this was just repetitive shit. Yeah, I find that sometimes that happens a lot. Right. So he took the stand in his own defense and claimed that Maddox well, was. Get ready. You ready for this? Oh, my God. He said that Maddox was murdered by the CIA agents (laughs) 
who attempted to frame him due to his investigations into Dude. the Cold War. Oh, my God. And Is he related secretary. to Henry Lee Lucas? <laughs> oh, not only that, not, not only his investigations into the Cold War, but uh, psychotronics is what he called which I think is psychotronics. Control. Isn't that the mind control mind shit? Mind control, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's almost. Uh. The jury goes away, right? They go away for two hours, and the jury convicted Einhorn on October 17th of 2002, wow. concluding the month long trial. But you shouldn't have even taken that. It, it should have taken shouldn't. 30 seconds, but yeah. okay. And the following day, he was sentenced to a mandatory life term without the possibility of parole. All okay? right. Einhorn began serving his sentence at the Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution in Houtsdale. Okay. In November of 2006, Einhorn's sentence was unanimous, unanimously Affirmed. Affirmed by the Supreme Court. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're like, this this is right where this dude needs to be, man. Because here's the thing. They may have overturned that and said, hey, you know what? Mm, Let's give him time off for good behavior. You know, maybe it's a one-time dealer. But he started all this other shit. Or dropped it to murder, too, or something. Yeah. Yeah. He started all this other shit that was unnecessary. You know, but then Pennsylvania is a state that put the butterfly man in the mental institution for his life instead of convicting him of murder. Um, the um, the I, father son. Yeah, I I, can, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah. Yeah, I I did this one for two reasons. Number one, because of Brian. Right, because right. Fucking Neil and Haystack man. But after reading through it and shit, I'm sitting there going, number Dude. one, how do you let something like okay, if I kill somebody right now. Nobody's sitting my bail. Yeah. You you don't even get a bail. You'll have a bail hearing yeah. to determine you get no bail. <laughs> yeah. You know, even... I mean, I, trust me, I know this. <laughs> even, even if I'm if, if I'm accused of it. I didn't do it, but I'm accused of it. Right. They're going to lock my ass up until we get right. this all... And there's nothing right. I can do or say or my attorneys can do right. or say about that. I'm going to get locked up until they go, okay, yeah. we proved that you didn't do it. But yeah, even if they give you a bail hearing, it's like, no, you're still being charged with murder. You're not going to go home yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you get to sit your yeah. ass in jail for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's the way that it is. So you have that. You have all the bullshit that he did in France, which just pisses him off at us even more. Um, Dude. <laughs> and all these delay tactics, of course, they're not going to overturn that shit. You yeah. Gave, here's the thing. If somebody, I don't know. Backs into your car. You're going to be pretty pissed at first. But yeah. eventually you're going to go, you know what? He backed into my car. It's old news. Not a big deal. But if they keep coming back. And like ramp. Like a. Yeah. yeah. And they keep on causing hate and discontent. Whether it's like the car it's or not. Like a bumper car. Yeah. They're just causing. And pretty soon you're like, fuck this guy. No. There's nothing I'm going to do. But wait a minute. Uh, can you help me out? Because I'm starving. No. You know what? You can go fuck yourself. That's what wow. you can do. You have a bowl of fuck yourself. That's crazy. That is so stupid. So that is Ira Einhorn, the unicorn killer. The unicorn killer. Yeah, and he didn't even kill a unicorn. I know. (sighs) Sends me greatly. Me too. (laughs) Don't give him a moniker like that without giving it like more. Like, make sure there's a reason for it. You know, not just because of his last name. I think that more serial killers and killers should listen to me because I will give you great ideas. I can't stop you from killing. But do it creatively. Don't 
be boring. And give us the exclusive. I want the exclusive. Oh, 100%. Yes. And kill somebody with like Call a, us before you call your attorney. Exactly. <laughs> and do it with something like a, a dildo on your head or a real unicorn. Don't horn. be dumb. What? It'd be, it'd be creative. Be epic. Imagine that episode. Yeah. And he boned three guys if, to death. Imagine the pictures we would have. Yeah, no. Yeah, epic. Epic. I epic. know, right? Epic. I'm telling you. Disgusting. You want to add anything? No, dude. All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you happen to be getting your blogs. Log on to Facebook and join citizens of Brutal Nation. Interact with us. It's always fun in games until somebody puts an eye out. Until somebody gets a cone. <laughs> and tries to lick their own balls. Mm-hmm. Or scoop snow like my basset hound when he had his cone. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, because, you know, bassets walk with their heads down. So. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't walk with the cone. It was so funny. Oh, my God. All right. This show's copyrighted 2024 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast except for Metal Cross Radio, they're lying, thieving bastards. And we will talk to you boys and girls later on. Bye-bye. Bye.